episode 179 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. More than a thousand Kansans have been killed by COVID-19. More than 82,000 Kansans have been infected and hospitalizations are approaching 4,000 statewide. Among those infected, my guest today on episode 179, one half of the award-winning Steve and Ted show on KNSS, Ted Woodward. He spent more than three weeks in the hospital, more than two weeks in ICU. He'll share his experience with us today. First, let me tell you about the big story in the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal, details about the topics we discussed and the people who participated in our recent ICT Summit. It featured two panel discussions about the Office of the Future and challenges for minority business owners. We also conducted three one-on-one interviews with Governor Laura Kelly, Wichita Mayor Brandon Whipple, and Sedgwick County Health Officer Gerald Minns. Our coverage of that summit begins on page 18. Also this week, our influencers group got to hear from Wesley Healthcare CEO Bill Volich. He spoke candidly about leading during the pandemic and how his health system has been pushed to its limits. That's on page five. Another report in our series on women who lead. This time we feature leaders in aviation. That coverage begins on page 23. This week's list, Wichita area's largest commercial construction projects. That's on page six. You need business intelligence. We've got it every week in our leads section. Bankruptcies, new real estate deals, building permits, new corporations, who owes back taxes, court judgments. Our lead section this week begins on page 22. Equity Bank has been our sponsor from the start, episode one. Equity Bank means business. That's why they've helped create business solutions to help you solve your business challenges. Visit them today at equitybank.com. Well, Ted Woodward is a native Wichitoon who is half of the Marconi award-winning morning radio show, Steve and Ted on KNSS Radio. He was just announced as the new public address voice of the Wichita State University Shockers. Full disclosure, he is one of my best friends and is still recuperating from a difficult fight with the coronavirus. Ted, it's good to see you, really good to see you. You return to your show this week. Let me ask you how you're feeling right now. I'm uh, I'm better every day. Thank you. It's it's good to be on with you as well. This uh, I'm feeling better every day. It's not a rapid improvement. It's a slow improvement, but I get a little bit stronger every day. Just trying to get the lungs built back up. But as long as I'm sitting down, I'm fine. But any, and I sound fine. But anytime I get up to go anywhere, I get winded fairly quickly, and that's the process that I'm trying to get through now is being able to do things I used to do. Your voice sounds really strong. Again, you went back to the air today, or uh, rather this week. Uh, again, your voice sounds really strong, and I'm, I'm really impressed by that after, the, uh, after everything you've been through. How do you feel physically? Do the lungs feel okay physically? Do they burn? What's that like? Uh, they don't burn. I'm not, I've never experienced really any pain along with this. It's just uh, with me, the main issue has been fatigue. I, I get winded very easily. And I, I went to the grocery store for the first time yesterday since August, basically. Wow. And by the time I got out to the parking lot, 
I was winded, like I had run a half marathon. I was really breathing heavy and, and wheezing, and it took, uh, took me a couple minutes to get back to normal. Wow. Take us back. When did you realize you were first exposed to the virus, and, and what happened from there? Uh, well, we go back to, uh, it, was, it was the Labor Day weekend. I, I started feeling poorly the day before Labor Day on Sunday. And it was a deal where I thought it was a summer cold because I had a runny nose and I, I was sneezing a little bit and just kind of your typical cold symptoms. So I didn't really think anything of it. But as each day went on, I had more and more trouble breathing. And I thought that kind of isn't normal. And, you know, just as, as kind of a precaution, I went and got the coronavirus test to see whether or not I was positive. And I, it was one of those deals where it wasn't a rapid test, so it was a, I had to wait three to five days. But each day, breathing got worse. And then uh, the, the diagnosis came, yes, you have tested positive for COVID. And I was getting to the point where I basically couldn't sleep at night because I couldn't breathe. And my doctor said, you have got to check yourself into the hospital tomorrow. So uh, I, I ended up uh, going into Wesley and checking in. So that was the beginning of the process. I never had a lot of those classic symptoms that they always say that COVID patients have, a fever and chills, never had any of that. Breathing has always been my big thing with this. I'll be darned. So no, you didn't lose, for example, the sense of taste and smell. Uh, it was just the breathing part of it, right? Yep. I, I did not experience any of that stuff that I know a lot of other patients have. It's been the lungs and the breathing was has been my main problem with this the whole way. And, you know, that this is one of the things that COVID patients have experienced. Some people have these symptoms, some don't, some bounce right back, some don't. And that's why it's just such a confounding problem for the medical community is to try to figure out how to treat patients that don't respond the same to something that's hitting them. So you go into the hospital. Uh, what was that like? You're in there, and what kind of treatment did you get? Uh, I, I assume they worked with you on your lungs and, and trying to uh, expand lung capacity. How did that go? Yeah. yeah, that's kind of been the process. I checked into a Wesley, and I was, I was pretty weak and having trouble breathing. They immediately put me on oxygen, and for a day or two, I felt better. And I thought, this isn't going to be a problem. I'll I'll uh, recover here pretty quickly and get back. But after a couple days, I started taking a turn for the worse, and I was gobbling up more and more oxygen at very high levels. And I kind of, I just got to the point where, I got to the point where I couldn't even sit up. They would bring in a meal, and I didn't have the energy to sit up and pick up a spoon to eat it. And so they had to put in a feeding tube, and it was one of those deals where they, you're either getting better or you're getting worse. And I was getting worse every day and I was losing energy and, and gobbling up more and more oxygen. It finally got to the point where I, I just wasn't doing much of anything except kind of being in the fetal position and, and groaning and, and not really able to do much at all. And then it kind of got to the point where they, they have to address different parts of what's happening to me. And they talked about, and then, then the ventilator was the last option basically when they kind of put you into a coma and have to put you on a machine that breathes for you. Apparently I was very close to that. 
had to sign waivers and stuff and my family had to give the okay and they almost put me on the ventilator but they kind of waited to see if I could make it through the night. And apparently I did make it through that night and showed very slight improvement so they did not put me on the ventilator and from then on I've been making that slight improvement every day and, and getting better. So somehow thanks to prayer and people thinking people thinking good thoughts about me I made it through and and started getting better. So yeah, after that, it's just been a, a lung and an oxygen issue, just getting stronger and better. I remember the first day uh, they, they told me, see if you can get out of your hospital bed and walk to this chair that is three feet away. And I did. And I was completely out of breath. And it took me six or seven minutes to get my breath back, to walk three steps. Wow. So that was the beginning. And now... Um, you know, like yesterday I walked 5,000 steps. So it's just one of those deals of building up your lung capacity, building up stamina and endurance again, which is something we all take for granted that we're always going to have that every day. Right. But uh, COVID kind of took that ability away from my lungs for a while, but now I'm uh, just working on getting that back. How long was your hospital stay? I was in the intensive care unit for 16 days, I was in the hospital total for 22 days. So it was, I was in the ICU for a while, no visitors, and doctors and nurses masked up to the gills. They, they didn't want any, to, can't get any infection to be near me, but it was a long haul. And there were some bleak times in that ICU mentally for me, I'll tell you. I bet. But, but you know, you, you make it through. So when when you're in there and you can't have visitors, uh, everybody's been talking about that, uh, not only in your situation, but also people who may be treated who don't have COVID, have other uh, ailments in the nursing homes. They can't have visitors. How difficult was that for you? Because I know you're close to your family and you're really close to all your friends. Very difficult. But I mean, I, I know what the situation is. Right. I can't do anything about it. But thank goodness I had my cell phone and I was right. able to text family and friends so that they could uh, be in contact with me. Otherwise, it, you know, and then the doctors and the nurses do a great job of, of being there and, and helping you any way they can. But yeah, those, that personal connection with your family and friends, it's just something you have to get through. And gosh, those people that have been in, situations where they've had to be without visitors since March, I, it's, that's hard to fathom that, that they have that mental fortitude to go day by day and not be able to see their loved ones. That's just another heart-wrenching part of this whole deal. Did you get a chance to get to know some of the nurses and, and physicians, doctors who, who were treating you and find out what their mental condition was? We talked to Wesley CEO Bill Volich. And he talked about they are tired, they're exhausted, they've been doing this for a long time. Did you get to, to talk to them and find out how they were feeling as well? A little bit. I, I mean, there's a constant rotation of different nurses and doctors at CU. So it's a little hard to establish a close relationship with some of those folks. But there were some that stood out. And I mean, when they come into the room, they're all masked up. The only thing I can see are their eyes. Right. And, and so, in some ways, in some ways, though, it's very telling because you can see some in someone's eyes that they're tired or that they're 
or that they're happy. You can that's all you have really to go on. And yeah, I I got the general sense that this is a very very heavy burden on those folks because they're working long hours. They're dealing with people that are very very ill and and have pressures on them too. And I I just think they're doing a great job. And I know they're probably overworked and exhausted and dealing with this. Is, a, is just completely something out of the blue that we did not expect eight months ago. So it's, but they're dealing with it and they're doing a great job. There were, there were a couple of nurses and doctors that, you know, obviously some people you meet and you immediately have a, you seem to have a bond or a relationship with. And right. there was, when I was struggling, there was one nurse and her name was Kelsey. And I think she could see in my eyes that I was scared that I wasn't going to make it. And I was getting worse every day. And I just, uh, she was very kind to me. And she told me that, you know, people recover from this. A lot of people recover from this and she encouraged me. And so just little touches like that really, really helped along the way. And when you get that kind of care, that that's so helpful. So I really applaud and, and just really admire the people that are working against very odd and trying circumstances to help people get better. Those are a situation where you have to treat not only body, but mind as well, just to keep the patient going. And uh, sounds like you got that, that treatment. Uh, thank goodness for that. Um, we've been talking uh, about all the precautions you and Steve have. I have, uh, were you wearing a mask and social distancing and, and, and those types of things? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know where I got it. I was trying to do everything right, masked up. I never go anywhere. I don't see a lot of people besides my very immediate family. And, uh, you know, and so I was kind of do, doing the checklist of things you're supposed to do to stay healthy. And Steve and I have talked about at work, we've, we've, we were very meticulous about cleaning and wiping down the studio upon arrival and exit. and. I don't think I got it at work. I think that was the cleanest atmosphere I was in all day long. But I got it from somewhere. Right. And, you know, it's one of those deals. I'll never know how I got it. But even if you do think you're following the protocols and do everything you should, this is an incredibly contagious disease. And, and that's why so many people have been affected by it. If and we, we're still trying to figure out a way to, to, to get it tamped down. Your studio at KNSS is about 10 by 10. That's probably about the right size, right? 12 by 12, something like that. Something like that. And you share it every morning with Steve McIntosh, obviously, yeah. and also Jed Chambers. Yeah. Neither one of them have uh, tested positive, right? Nope. Only two people at the station have tested positive. Uh, Greg Williams from Power got it a couple weeks before I did, but I never had any contact with him. I don't even see him most days. Right, and then and then I got it. I'm, I think we're the only two at the station that have. Well, here are the numbers for Sedgwick County. More than eleven thousand people have been diagnosed with COVID nineteen, one hundred twenty nine deaths, and this week we are at our highest number of total current patients, ninety, and our highest level of patients in intensive care units, thirty nine, and we're at our lowest number of ICU beds available throughout this whole process at 13. Wesley Medical Center CEO Bill Volich, again, we talked to him. 
He says his nurses and doctors are exhausted, even administrators are exhausted. After what you've been through, Ted, what is your message for people? Yeah, Bill, when I saw those numbers earlier this week, it, that made me pretty uh, frightened because it, it's, it's not going away. It, right. we, we keep thinking that the curve will change and it'll get better, but it's not. And we're, you know, from mid-March to now, it's the, the numbers aren't getting lower, they're getting higher. So what's my message? I, I guess it's just vigilance. And until it's over, we can't let our guard down. That's it. I mean, we have to keep taking those precautions and doing common sense things, washing hands all the time, uh, masking up, trying to keep distance away from crowds and things like that. I know it's hard and it's so different than what we're accustomed to doing in our daily lives, but this plague is different than anything we've dealt with in our daily lives. So, and just, we've got to be able to help out that medical community, you know, overwhelming ICUs around us is, is just going to be bad news for, for everybody. So I just, I, I guess I said the word vigilance. I just hope people take this seriously. And I know I, you know, it's one of those deals where you think this, this will never happen to me. It happens to other people who are right. careless or whatever, but it happened to me and it can happen to you. It can happen to anybody. So just to try to try to do the things you can common sense wise to, to mitigate your risk and, and hopefully you won't have to deal with it. From this point, you are on the air, but are you joining uh, Steve from home at this point? This week I'm doing the show from my house and my, the kind of the deal was if, if, if I'm able to make it through and my lungs hold out and I don't have coughing fits or get out of breath and I'm going to try to go back to the studio full time next week. So, so far so good. I think, I think we're holding up. Well, your voice uh, sounds uh, really strong and I hope you keep getting stronger. Thank God you're okay. And uh, thank God uh, you made it through and your family is okay. And we appreciate uh, you telling us your story today on the podcast. We appreciate it. Thanks, Ted. Well, you mentioned uh, Shocker Men's Basketball. I'm, I've got the job as public address announcer after the late Don Hall passed. And my doctor has assured me that by the time that first game arrives, I'll be ready to go. So I, I hope I am. And so far, so good. Everybody up on their feet in uh, yeah. Charles Coke Arena. And for Ted Woodward, who is uh, feeling better getting stronger every day. Thanks, Ted. Love you. Bless you, Bill Roy. Love you, too. Thanks for the opportunity here. Talk to you soon. Well, that's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 179. We hope you are doing well. Check out all our podcast episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter. And thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Creating the business concept turned out to be the easy part. The challenges that follow is where Equity Bank comes in. Equity Bank was built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let them help your business evolve and solve your challenges. Tomorrow is here. Visit them today at equitybank.com backslash evolve. Be well and be safe. Have a profitable week.